Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. They got a day off today. The whole idea about the Nets, well, I've never seen a team that loses every game and then turns it on. The Nets haven't played yet. This is like if KD and Kyrie aren't on the floor, and now instead of Harden, Simmons is also not on the floor. That's not the Nets. Like, I don't look at any of those losses like the Nets lost those games. In the standings, it counts, but as long as they're not, as long as they're in the playoff picture, soon as these dudes come back, it's completely different. Do I believe they could just turn it on? Hell yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I think I think they can turn it on. Uh, the basketball players, basketball, you could start to individualize yourself, meaning like I can get cooking and stay cooking in basketball, even though I could get my other teammates involved. But I can go out and score forty-five and win the game. In other sports, I depend on so many other people to do their job. In football, I need ten other people. Yeah to do their job, including the offensive coordinator. So essentially that's 11 to do their job for me to be able to do mine um, at the level that I want to. In baseball, I need things to go a certain way. In basketball, I got the ball. I got the rock in my hand. I could move everybody out the way, a la Kobe Bryant, all-star Michael Jordan. I got this and do what I want to do. And so, you know, I think that the I think when you look at the Nets, though, not based on what happened last night against the Celtics, but what's like you mentioned, them dudes ain't even played yet. Come on, man. Like net look so so like the Nets lose to the Celtics technically. They got routed again, but without Kyrie, KD, and Simmons. It's so it's, here's what you're gonna hear in the news. It's the Nets' second 20-point home loss versus the Celtics this season. They lost by 35 on February 8th. Blah, blah, blah. It's totally totally meaningless it's a completely different situation when they get their players back so that's the question though the 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 new big three because now we saw when when Kyrie and James Harden and KD were on the court together you might as well you know raise up the white flag just surrender no one was going to mess with those guys but it's never going to happen now Harden's gone and in is Ben Simmons and Danny Green had some comments about the way Ben Simmons will fit with his new teammates and some of his old teammates. Because remember, he got there with uh, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. That was those were they, those guys were part of the package. So these guys dealt with him in Philly. Listen to what Danny Green says inside the green room with Danny Green podcast on Simmons' relationship with those teammates and his return to Philly. Interesting dynamic yes. of how things went down. Interesting dynamic of who went with him. I don't know. I haven't got a chance to talk to those guys yet, but I know they weren't on the most of cordial terms when he was in Philly with Drum and Seth. Um, so I wonder how that relationship is now. I got a chance to talk to them. Now, will we shake hands to start? Probably not. First, I'd be highly sh- surprised if he even plays in that game. I don't know where his health is mentally, physically, and I don't. we all know that he does not like to play in Philly. But say that does happen. I see it as being a very hectic, playoff-like atmosphere environment to where it may be very rough for him. So, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, problem with with Ben Simmons? How's that going to work in the locker room? Seth Curry actually commented on this. He told ESPN after Thursday's shoot-around the following, Key, quote, business is business. I said from day one, even when he was out early in the season, 
People were asking me if I feel like if Ben comes back, should he apologize to us or whatever? I understand the business. He doesn't need to apologize to anybody. When he's on the court, I know he's going to do his job, and he's going to do what he does, so I understand the business. He was doing what he felt was best for himself business-wise and personal-wise, and the team's going to do the same thing as far as making trades or whatever. So I understand it. I've been around it. I don't take anything personal. When we're on the court, we're teammates. Everything's fine, and we depend on each other to do good things. There's been nothing negative he's done to me personally, so I'm fine. Key, your reaction to Seth Curry's comments, which really responded away to Danny Green's comments. Well, it, it's, it, Seth goes on to say, when we're on the court, we're fine. Like, that's all I care about. I don't care about all the other shenanigans surrounding him. I understand the business, and I'm cool with it. I rock with him. He's my teammate, and that's what it is. Doesn't mean we got to go have a steak to eat after the game. It doesn't mean that. It just means that I don't have a problem with it. He's never done nothing to me personally. I mean, you know, yeah, he, he left the team for whatever reasons, and we felt like he probably should have played, but I understand the business side of it, so I don't even take it personally is what Seth is saying. Yeah, and by he the didn't, way. He didn't deny anything about not – being a you know a, a, a warming up to him fuzzy in Philadelphia and him and Drummond have an issue. He didn't say anything about that. He just talked about on the court. Maybe there was an incident off the court. Maybe uh, they didn't like each other eye to eye or some words were exchanged off the court. But on the court, don't seem like he has a problem with it at all. And and you know, by the way, Seth Curry when he talks about trades, he just got traded. He's saying like this is a business. You know, by the way, he got traded by his father-in-law. By his father-in-law, his well, father—I yeah. mean, like, or, or by the team. But the but fact is, yeah. the fact is that doesn't make things easier for Doc to see his grandkids. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes ah, him they're up the road. They're up the road, but it ain't the same as being right there. My point is, it's a business, and sometimes, like you know, it, it, it like you might get traded. You can't take it personally. And I think that that is also – I just talked about the kind of veteran leadership C.J. McCollum showed, and it's a different situation in New Orleans, very young team and all that kind of stuff in terms of their core players, but um, or a young team at least. But this also is a guy in Seth Curry who's been around the block, who's going to bring professionalism and not to mention a whole lot of shooting to that well, next that, team. Think about it, though. You mentioned professionalism. His father played in the NBA. His yeah. brothers in the NBA. His his uh, father-in-law in the NBA. So he's he understands the business side of it and how to become a professional. And That's he knows his point. trade wasn't because he couldn't play. His trade was you're he part could. of the deal. It's because he you're could part, play. You're part of the deal. No, it's that's the only reason why you got traded. Yeah, it's because he could play. Because because you're like, uh, yeah, we need more than just Ben Simmons for for James Harden. We want a dude who can play, like Seth Curry, who can shoot. It's funny you bring up all the people in his family in the NBA. The the crazy thing would be if he didn't understand the business of the NBA. That would have that would be you know crazy because yeah, his whole life is around the NBA. Seth Curry and you'd assume be a welcome addition to the Nets locker room. By the way, the real issue for Ben Simmons. We could talk all we want about this other stuff. Key, the issue for Simmons is that. Forget about him missing shots, not even taking shots, which I've gotten him on for. Just take a shot. Take a floater in the lane for Christ. Do something. Release the ball toward the basket. And But the issue really is 
people feel he is passive in the playoffs taking the ball to the rim where he creates for others. You know, Ben Simmons has created more open looks from three while he was playing than anyone in the league since he entered the league. Like, he he actually helps your three-point shooting because you either double him and he finds the open man or you don't and he's going to yam it on you, right? Like a la Giannis, except with better handles and even better passing. But if he's scared to go to the rim, key, that's no good because he doesn't want to go to the free throw line, right? Well, he's been afraid to go to the rim in the past, you know, what you want to call it, year. Yeah. So sometimes, and I'll say it as I always say, a change of scenery in environment goes a long ways for players in professional sports. Now, he's with a different team, a different coaching staff, a different audience that he wants to showcase in front of. And when you get that change of senior and environment, sometimes the light turns on. It's the way you speak to somebody, for instance. If Kevin Durant walks up to him and says, hey, man, you know, won't you just think about doing it this way? Maybe that's a different way to approach it opposed to reading something in a Philadelphia newspaper about how horrible he is or his teammate Joe Embiid poking fun at him. You know, Doc Rivers saying something. You know what I'm saying? I it's do. a way you approach it. Especially when the best player in the world comes to you and says, what are you, what are you really going to say? Well, you don't know what it's like to be over 6'10 and be a great player. Uh, let me tell you something. So let's bring Kendrick Perkins into this, ESPN NBA analyst and world champion. What's up, Big Perk? Perk, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear Got you now. How do you think uh, Simmons fits in? Not only with KD and Kyrie, but also his former Sixers teammates now in Brooklyn, Perk. Well, I mean, that's a question we all waiting to see, right, Max? I mean, we, look, we haven't seen we haven't we haven't seen Ben Simmons play like it's it's going over seven months now. And the last time we saw him play, we saw how horrible he he was. Okay, and then with all the drama, all the everything that he's been going through, I still don't know where his mentality is at. Now, look, I understand it's a completely different situation now. You know, guys move forward. You know, those guys were in the trade together, so they could kind of you know let that Philly stuff behind them. But at the end of the day, until I see Ben Simmons on the floor and actually see him play, I cannot a- answer that question, and I don't think no one can. We don't know what to expect out of Ben Simmons. We really don't. Do you think he – and I don't know if you heard me coming in, uh, Big Perk, but I said, you know, sometimes change of scenery goes a long ways. Getting out of something that you probably didn't want to be in and you felt it, but now that you're in Brooklyn and you're around a Kyrie or KD or – or Steve Nash, it's a different approach, different conversation. Do you think that that could potentially help him get past whatever demons at the rim or shooting by not taking shots? you think that could help him? I, I, I do. And, and also the, uh, the fans and how they embrace him. But, you know, Key, I, I think you have a great point for a change of scenery helps anybody, especially – when they was in a place that they didn't want to be in, right? But I think, again, Ben Simmons is going to have to help his own case, and he's going to help that by 
going out there and playing and, and performing well. Because, I mean, for him to, to have the approach that he did in Philly, he put a lot of pressure on himself. So, like, still and all, he still have to go out there and deliver in some type of good fashion. But I will say this. I will say this. Me knowing Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is a guy that he has underrated leadership skills, right? And he's a guy that loves embracing the the underdog or, or quote-unquote, the villain. We watch how he rides with, with Kyrie. Like, when everybody has so much to say about Kyrie and Kyrie actions, who's the one person that we know is going to stick by Kyrie's side, even if that means, you know, losing James Harden? Kevin Durant. So I think KD is going to play a huge part for Ben Simmons' uh, development, getting his mental together and things to that nature. I think KD is going to be the guy to get Ben over the hump. But, again, he still has to go out there and play and deliver in some type of good fashion. Kendrick Perkins, as you can plainly hear, on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Perk, um, Harden makes his debut with the Sixers tonight. There's, you know, incredible pick and roll, Harden and Embiid, and, and Jay Wills brought it up on the show. On the other hand, um, ISO ball, is it too much? Two guys who both need the ball. Perk, to me, it looks like Harden played the best pure point guard of his career last year. And I think he can yep. get to the Nets and just and just make them better without taking stuff away if he plays like he did last year. But last year he did have D'Antoni on the bench there, right, as sort of like an offensive coordinator. How good do you think the Sixers will be with Embiid and now James Harden? Well, I think, you, you know, Max, we don't give James Harden enough credit for actually transitioning his game, right? Like, we, we, he went from being the, what, three or four-time scoring champion to all of a sudden becoming one of the best point guards in the NBA for us facilitating for others. So those contested shots, those tough shots that Joel and B have to make around the elbow area, mid-post area, those are going to be wide-open looks for him now. Because can you imagine him in the picking pick and roll situation whether he's picking and popping and James Harden putting so much pressure on the defense going downhill Good and he's night. throwing that over the head pass to Big Embiid and he's able to get those wide open looks uh, at the elbow or get those wide open layups or dunks at the basket so you know everybody keeps saying about isolation ball but James Harden has shown us time and time again that He's a guy that is willing to sacrifice and a guy that is willing to take a lesser role for his scoring-wise to make others around him better. He showed us that. Mm. Perk, man, I've been down lately on, on my basketball, what, man. My Lakers, uh, you know, uh, they, they uh, just yeah. not, not good yeah. sitting at 27 and 31 in the ninth spot in the Western Conference right now. Everyone's yeah, always Paul. saying – including Max Kellerman. Oh, just wait till the second season. Westbrook's <laughs> going to come out and do great. And so now that the we're getting to the second so-called half of the season, can they turn things around to make a legitimate push? You, you know what, Keith? I, I hate to, to, to keep, you know, I don't want to pound on you because you're already down, but – I got to be real with you. I don't see it happening. 
You know why? For the simple fact that people people don't realize that the playoffs started just last night. The playoffs for the NBA started last night. Because of the, the addition of the play-in tournament, we're about to start seeing playoff basketball. So that means every single night that the Lakers are touching the floor, not only are they competing to try to get into the play-in tournament or, uh, or possibly go on the road, which is going to be hard for them to do and get into a playoff spot, but the other teams that they're playing against also are playing for something. And without Anthony Davis, Max keeps saying Russell Westbrook is going to turn on the switch. He hasn't done it yet. I don't know when Max is going to give up on that aspect. Of it. Ah, Ma- Max is on the verge not- of giving up. <laughs> uh, okay, Max. Hey, look, it's, I, I mean, and you know how I feel about Russell Westbrook, but I just I just don't see it. And, and I, think, I think right now the way that teams are surging – in the Western Conference, the way like you look at the Denver Nuggets, you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. Like you look at all those teams that are down there that the Lakers have to compete with, and this man is getting real scary. And then think about this, Keith, for a second. Even if they get into the playoffs, if they get the the uh, six, seven, or eight seed, the top three teams in the Western Conference are the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the Phoenix Suns at number one, and the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't believe that the Lakers could beat either one of those teams in the seven-game series. So for them to fight all the way, get to the first round of the playoffs, and get a first-round exit, it's going to be devastating. Man, Perk, you didn't help. I I know, but I got to keep it real with you, big bro. I can't come on here and lock the Kendrick Perkins, ladies and gentlemen. Just lie a little bit to him, Perk. He just needs a little. He needs a little something right now. Uh, that is Kendrick Perkins, ladies and gentlemen, and you can see him scowling from time to time on this Justin, <laughs> two p.m. Eastern on ESPN, where just the other day he said my list was perfect. I should frame it. I was hoping for a debate, but I didn't get one. Well, you know, you yeah. hang out with Perk, you, you pick up a few things. Maybe I'm getting smarter. Thanks, Perk. Hi. <laughs> ESPN NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins. Key's going to keep it real when it comes to Lamar Jackson next. Keyshawn J. Willimax on ESPN Radio. So, you know, Evan wrote that line just then. Key's going to keep it real, Key, in case you thought that came from me. I I can't even – that definitely came from you because that doesn't even sound like that would roll off the tongue correctly for for Evan. That's why he wrote it for me, but it also doesn't – it sounds like someone who thinks that I would say that. I think you would say that. Keep it real. I think. Yeah, of course. I don't. Know. I think you. I think every now and then you think you got all this swag, so you gonna say stuff that I don't know align. I got the swag, Keith. Look, you are gonna say things that don't align with the academic and the education that you were afforded <laughs> at the Columbia University. That's right. I'm educated, but I'm educated in many, many ways. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do. You do. We all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80. Jay with a day off. Key and me holding it down and are joined now by the great Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst. And I know, D. Wood, you're a huge Islanders fan, right? I am Max. I am. So, so tell me about Zdeno Chara. What? What? Tell me all about him because he just set a record, right? Yeah, I mean he's been playing like basically since like I graduated high school. Like he's been playing the NHL a long time. He's big, physical. He's like a goon out there on the ice. Um, you know, obviously on his on the back nine of his career, but. He's been a really good player for a long time in the NHL. This had to be from BC that you got this into hockey. Am I wrong? Like that's a big hockey factory, right? <laughs> yeah, BC is a it's a big hockey big hockey school. Uh, we used to hang out with like uh, the hockey players uh, when I was there. They uh, they probably still do, but yeah, a lot of really good players came out of Boston College. Mm, indeed. So, would um, Lamar Jackson's looking for a long term deal this off season? And the question rages, should he be paid, given his playing style and the fact that he just had a, a career marred in the second half of the season by injury, should he get paid like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? Yes, absolutely he should get paid like those guys. You know, that's what the, that's what the market dictates. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's a former league MVP. He's one of the most unique players in the National Football League playing at the quarterback position. Make no mistake about it. When Lamar Jackson's out there and he's and he's healthy, like he's a nightmare to try to uh, try to defend. There's no question about that. Um, you know, I know other other quarterbacks will get are in the limelight a little bit more because of what they did this past postseason. But Lamar Jackson is still that guy. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, there's no way in hell I am stepping on any grass, turf, or anything this all season until my deal is done. Well, see, that's no what. And see, Wood, I'm trying to tell Max about the pay scale, right? The fact of the matter, because Max says, well, he's been he's injured this year, so up until this year, yes. I'm like, no, no, you can't look at it that way. You got to look at it a couple ways. He's a dynamic player. He's a franchise quarterback. And he, first of all, you start comparing. He has no Stephon Diggs. He is doing more with less. Okay, he did get injured, but okay, so he missed some games due to injury, but that wasn't because of the style of play. He got injured uh, just basically running. I mean, it wasn't one of those deals where he got knocked out of a game and concussed or shoulder popped out. It wasn't that situation. He's the next guy up, and 
you take care of him and make sure that you get the money right. And then on top of that, stepping on the field part of it, Damon, I get what you're saying. I, I get it. But I don't know his relationship with the Ravens, uh, with Steve Bashotti, the owner of the Ravens. Like, does he have the type of relationship where they could have this conversation and he'd say, you know what, I need you at minicamps, OTAs. I need you to do some things so we can see how this offense is going to evolve as we work on your deal. If anything catastrophic would happen, we know where the numbers are going to be, and he feels comfortable doing that. And certain organizations well, certain organizations do have that feel with certain players. Well, Key, here's my thing, Key. What more do the Baltimore Ravens need to see? I mean, Josh Allen got his money last uh, last offseason, whatever it was. Like, they're in the but same I, draft class. He, Josh Allen got his money. Like, what else, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, what else do you need to see from them? I don't think it's, I don't think it's the Ravens, though, uh, Big Wood. I think it's more him, Lamar, not – like, he – Lamar's Lamar is is, is is like a big kid, right? Very bright, intelligent young man, but he's like a big kid. He's not in a rush to do anything else except go play basketball after school. Go get on the swing sets. He'll get to a snack. That's kind of how he is. He takes his time in doing things, and I think that's the holdup. It's not the Ravens. It's him and his mom and his lawyers that are just kind of like, we'll do it when we're ready. Well, you know, listen, I'm never the one to, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to do what he wants to do. But here's my thing as far as Lamar Jack's concerned. Like, your, your style of play, your, the way you play at the quarterback position is different from anybody else in the National Football League, which leaves you a little bit more susceptible to any type of career-ending injury. And so if I'm Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's been putting this off. Lamar Jackson could have done this contract last offseason, but he's been putting it off, like you said, because he loves the game of football and all those type of things. But at some point, you got to think about the business of football because you best believe the owners, everybody else, is they are, their mind is constantly on the business of football. And I just want, you know, I just want as a guy who's always in, in favor of the players – for Lamar Jackson to take this time and address the business of football so he can continue to play the game that he loves so much. The guy, like, just to be clear about my position on Lamar, I'm not sure. Like, this is what I struggle with in terms of the long-term deal for Lamar. Okay, it's like in baseball, you take a pitcher. He's a power pitcher. And you go, well, he's getting by on the fastball. The fastball ain't always going to be there. Two ways to look at that. One is, yeah, but he can learn to pitch like the crafty dude. Crafty dude ain't ever going to have the fastball. So maybe he'll have a longer career. Another way to look at it is, yeah, but once he loses that fastball, if he doesn't learn how to pitch, you know, his career is over. That's how I look at Lamar with the legs. Even though he made some fantastic throws this year, the whole thing, a lot of his game is predicated on how fast and elusive he is. I know Josh Allen can run. It's different. Lamar is so fast and elusive. So that's not going to last like his arm. So on the one hand, I'm thinking maybe that means a shorter career as a premium player or maybe because he can evolve to where the other players, some of the other elite players are now, even without the legs, it might mean a longer one. I don't know, but that's what I grapple with, Wood, with the long-term deal. 
listen, I, I, I understand it. I get it. You know, again, this, his style of play will probably lead some to think, you know what, do, I, do you really want to invest the, the years and the dollars into a guy whose style of play is, you know, maybe more conducive to having, you know, leaving himself susceptible to that type of injury. But I do think Lamar, Lamar Jackson has made a lot of strides in the passing game, and he's going to continue to make strides in the passing game as, you know, his athletic ability, can, you know, wanes over the years. And meantime, Russell Wilson, guys, you see this changed his avatar on Twitter? <laughs> Key's laughing. Key, you think this has anything to do with his future with the Seahawks? No, it, it's Spread funny. the germs. No, it's funny because Wood, when we was playing, it wasn't the social media game wasn't the that wasn't the game. The game was put your house up for sale. That was the game. Right, right. And now, right, and now right. everybody changes their social media avatars to send a message. Or 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 unfollow the team or or you know, on your social media, basically scrub the team off your social media like Kyler Murray. That that's how that's how the game is played today. But I listen, my gut tells me, man, that Russell Wilson is gonna go back to Seattle because I think what Russell Wilson if you wanna if you want to make a change, man, just say it. Just say, just say it. it. Come on, just say it, man. Like like this is your career. It's nobody else's career but yours. If you are tired of being in Seattle just come out and say it. You Just wouldn't be the it. first to do it, and you're not going to be the last to do it. I, I, I think, like, this is just, again, this is my opinion, man. I just feel like Russell Wilson is 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 scared of the blowback. He going to get know, that anyway, though, it's, Wood. You go, that's what I'm saying, Key. Like, I just wish he would come out and just say, you know what? What, you know, what the Seattle Seahawks and myself have been able to do over the course of my career has been fantastic. But I feel like now's the time for us to go in different directions. And you know what? Most sensible people will understand. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. But he's so afraid of the blowback, like you said. And there's nothing. Look, people think about you a certain way anyway already. So let's right. just cut to the chase on that, right, Wood? Let's just that people yep. think about you a certain way anyway. So just say, I don't want to be in Seattle. Great run. They gave me my chance, my opportunity. We did some great things here. Time for me and my family to move on. What is that thing that, it, like, Russ is one of those dudes where when he talks sometimes it makes you a little uncomfortable because you get the feeling like it's calculated in a way that's also transparent. Like, why are you bothering to 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 to, to kind of – make it seem this way when it really seems another way anyway. I don't know. It's just there's something there that I think people find disingenuous. Is that too strong a word? Maybe. I don't know. But I, that's that's what it feels like to me. That's what it feels like we're talking about here. That's Damian Woody, ladies and gentlemen, the great D. Wood, who's pulled one of the most impossible feats in modern American life. He tweets a lot. And has I've never read a single dumb tweet from Damian Woody. I got plenty of dumb tweets. Yes, anyone who tweets, you, you could go through it and be like, "Boy, that was dumb." Not D Wood. That, that's 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 it. That I tried, Max. I tried. That I tried, bespeaks man. a very high IQ. Thank you. Thanks, Damian. Appreciate it. I right, appreciate it, fellas. All right, but Tom Brady is the goat on the football field. But key when it's all said and done. Is he going to end up the goat of your next real rankings? 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. It is time for Key's Real Rankings, and this music is in honor, Key, of you ranking the top five athletes' acting careers, the best five athletes careers of athletes of all time take it away number six Carl Weathers number six so this is all the the Rocky films right the three and the four um so I would say at six I'm not a big Rocky fan I'm not a big Philly fan like that so I didn't really get into the whole uh slide on the steps running down the steps but Carl Weathers certainly sits at six number five the cap, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whether it was in Bruce Lee films or Airplane. I mean, he's been a number of movies, but those two are the ones that come to mind. You got to admit, a seven-footer running up those towering stairs and going at it with Bruce Lee back in the 70s was interesting to see. Number four. Well, number four is a guy that I don't know which way to say this. Should I just say the juice? Should I say O.J. Simpson and Naked Gun? Oh, no. Or should I not mention him at all? But he's sitting at number four. Key, don't get fired on Jay's day off. Just come on. Let's keep it moving. All right. Let's move from four. Number three. The GOAT, MJ. Space Jams. How could you not? Michael Jordan. Think about it. Growing up and becoming a professional athlete, I got a chance to see many professional athletes in television shows and movies and things of that nature. But he was with Bugs' damn bunny. <laughs> I ain't never seen another athlete rolling with Bugs in the crew. So he sits at number three Til, Til LeBron in Space Jams. Yeah. Well, that's not the same. Yeah. Number two. Ray Allen. Ray Allen sitting at loving basketball with Ray Allen at number two. Now, many would say, well, he was just pl- – I mean, he got game. My bad. Loving basketball, he got game. He got game. Many people would say – well, it's just a it's a basketball movie. This is his life. It's easy to play. Not if you've never acted before. Mm-hmm. He did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. sitting at number two. Number one. And number one is probably the number one box office guy in all of ex-athletes or current athletes that have hit the box office. And you know who that is, The Rock. I don't care what movie it is. It could be a kid movie, a Fast and Furious. Whatever he seems to be touching, 
turns into gold from a movie industry standpoint. He didn't have a long career at all at the University of Miami. He didn't play in the NFL, but it does not matter. He sits at the number one ranking in all of acting careers. And then when you look at it, I got a few honorable mentions, right? You got Bubba Smith, Police Academy. You got Marilyn Olsen, Little House on the Prairie. You got Good Jim show. Brown and a bunch of movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I'm sure I'm missing some people. So fire away. Well, the biggest omission from my point of view is Andre the Giant. Literally the biggest. Yeah, literally the biggest. is Andre the Giant in uh, Princess Bride. Anybody got a peanut? Like that, oh, what a great performance from Andre the Giant. And Key also, I got to say, the Carl Weathers pull I love. You didn't even mention Predator. He was. Oh, in, I didn't, huh? No, how about this one? Action Jackson. They Action didn't have Jackson. him as the side dude, right? They, he, was the, he was the protagonist. Action yeah. Jackson. That was yeah, Carl I, Weathers. I just... You know, these dudes got so much, so many movies in their careers. I just think of, you know, but I think of Rocky. Yeah, more yeah, so yeah. Than Apollo Creed. But then when, you said, when you, then when you said The Predator, I thought of that too. I'm like, oh, okay. How now about, how about Happy Gilmore? He played, uh, what was his name? <laughs> the, the coach. Ah, uh, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting if his I name. If I told now. you I didn't see Happy Gilmore, would you be mad? Chubbs. No. Okay. I didn't see Happy Gilmore. Chubbs was his name, <laughs> right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. But does Arnold. Schwarzenegger count as an athlete? Because he was a bodybuilder? Yeah. Evan, does that qualify? Uh, if you count golfers. No. Okay. Then no. It doesn't. doesn't. So what is it? What is it? A beauty contest? What would you call? Would you Not call an athlete. <laughs> well, I mean, I bet, you, athlete? I bet you if we knew some bodybuilders yeah. and we asked them that question, they if they're say. considered themselves as athletes, They'd, They'd say, say yes. yes. They'd okay. say yes in a heartbeat. So where would where would uh, Arnold be on the list? He probably would fall either one or two. Arnold would be one for me. Let me say that. Yeah, he like, would he would either be one or two. It just depends on because the Rock is pretty dominant, right? I mean, it's just. But does the Rock get you to the movies? Like Arnold in the day. Key, no, Arnold if, got me to the movies. The Rock not getting me to the movies. That's the bottom line. Arnold no, you're got right. me to the movies probably more than anyone else yeah, ever. Yeah, Arnold's for sure getting me to the I done seen so many of his movies. As, but he's a more <laughs> – Conan to, to me, the Barbarian. Well, you can go days. Conan. You can go Terminator. <laughs> oh, You can go it. when he was – um. oh, God, what's the Running one? Running Man. Uh, no, Total no, Recall. The uh, one – not Total Recall. The one with – um. With Roseanne's ex-husband, um, Tom, Tom Arnold. Arnold, the one that he was with, Tom Jingle Arnold. Jingle all the in. way. You say what? Jingle all the way, isn't that? No, the not Jingle oh. all the way. It's another one. Spy. God, he's been in so oh, many. Oh, True Lies. True Lies. True Lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James oh, I literally to this day, if I see it on my TV, as I, I can watch any uh, NBA game could be on. In True Lies is on. I'm watching True Lies. <laughs> Arnold, I'm saying like. Yeah, he would be the movie. You're going to see that. You're right, Max. You're going to check it out, even though I I don't know. You want to throw out the number and see if people react? That's a good idea. 888 say ESPN, 888 729 3776. And of course, I must mention Muhammad Ali played himself in The Greatest, My Own Life Story. All right. Your turn to weigh in next. 888 say ESPN. Greatest acting career. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.